It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. All right, Dynasty Podcast. We are live from the new Dynasty HQ in Pilsen, uh, back for another week. And we have a huge show tonight. Uh, we're going to be checking in with Ada. We're going to be checking in with Luke Almighty. But we are starting off our evening, starting off the broadcast with The Mind. How are yeah, you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank yeah. you for coming up. No, no, Thank you for having me. It's directly right around the corner for me, so this is dope. Right around the corner. We were yeah. we were talking before the mics were on that like we're both based in Pilsen, so that makes Definitely. it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have walked here if it wasn't as much snow as it is outside. It's so snowy. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Even just walking like a block or two, just like it takes so long right now. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so this is something I've talked about on this podcast before, but it's it's very true. It's like I have this kind of mental, and we, there's also like a written list, mm. but I have this mental list of like who I haven't had on the podcast yet. Okay. You know, people who. I've seen them doing work in Chicago, doing really exciting projects, doing really cool things, and where I'm like, we haven't talked to that person yet, or we haven't talked to that group, and you were very much on that list. You know, you've been active for a while here, so uh, I, I feel like this is overdue. I'm very glad we got to have you on tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm happy as well. Yeah. So um, we always start these interviews where we're doing these kind of like artist profiles, just with the background, like where this started, how music began for you where this came into your life like bring us into the the beginnings of you as an artist oh man um let me see if i can remember uh i think i was nine i always tell this like i don't know if it's like an ancient tale or something like that but like (laughs) I, i think i was nine um when i wrote what i believe was my first song uh and then after that it kind of not disappeared but i was still like writing poetry and stuff mm-hmm. um uh this whole time i'm in philadelphia as by the way right so uh i started writing poetry or songs and then at nine then that kind of moves into like uh me uh attempting to make music on a uh, computer microphone a dell computer microphone <laughs> and uh like basically just uh rapping at first actually mm-hmm. over uh um, radio beats, which weren't even beats. They were just full songs that I was just rapping over top of. <laughs> you just, so. just over the lyrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then so um, I grew up in foster care, so I, I, I ran away from the house that I was living at at that time, and then I moved in with uh, the, the the man that I call my father, um, and he um, he asked me what I wanted to be, and this is about like 15, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, what I want... What, what did I want to be? And I was like a musician. And he was like, uh, so what do you need? And I think that was like the most important question. That was like the first time that someone had ever asked me like, that's a great answer though. Yeah. It's real important. Like it's such a make or break moment. Cause yeah. if, if he had said like, that's a stupid idea, right, right. Like, that would have been crushing. Yeah, definitely. But asking like, okay, well how do we make this happen? That's- exactly. I mean, I feel like that was a test for him as well. I feel like mm-hmm. he was testing me to see like if I really wanted to do this. Cause if I really wanted to do music, um, I think you can ask if, if anyone wants to do anything, you ask them what they need. If they can't give you an answer, Oh, you're not serious about this. Sure. Uh, and if they're not willing to just do it no matter what, definitely, you know, yeah. like, we had, a, we had a guest on a couple weeks ago talking about like using like a Guitar Hero mic. Yeah. Just being like, look, whatever gets the job done, I'm Anything. going to do this. Yeah, I think we were making beats off of PlayStations at first. We were, you know, <laughs> uh, using like all of the, uh, the um, 
not I won't even say jailbroken like but uh, all of the uh, demo versions of sure. Fruity Loops. Uh, yeah, so um, he asked me what I needed and I told him I needed an inbox, Pro Tools, you know, this type of mic. Whoop de whoop de whoop. He was like, all right, cool. And I think I went to school the next day and I came home and it was he was like, let's go to Guitar Center and go grab. Oh, all that's that Christmas. Yeah, it was dope. But I, it, it was kind of petty for me because I didn't know how to use Pro Tools or Inbox. <laughs> so I think I sat around for like two months not recording anything, but just trying to figure out how to record. So, it But was you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Definitely. That's the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so when do you make it from Philadelphia to Chicago? Uh, 17, 18. Um, okay. I actually, uh, I uh, moved out here. Well, I came out here to go to Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, I, no, I didn't. That's a lie. I, I thought I came out here to go to Columbia. I came out here because I love Chicago, and I wanted to move to Chicago. Um, I Lupe was my favorite rapper at the time. Sure, yeah. uh, Kanye. Just so many dope musicians that came out of the city that, you know, I instantly was like, you know. Well, that was a golden age, and we're in a golden age right now, too. Definitely. I very much, very vividly remember that moment of Kanye and Lupe yeah. and everything that came with that, and yeah. that was where it's a lot like right now exactly. for a lot of kids, but like. I saw a lot of kids then. Yeah. And a lot of young creators being like, oh my God, Kanye. Yeah. Like you can do this from Chicago. Exactly. Um, I think the cool kids were around at the time. Sure. Like it was a bunch Floss, of. Yeah. yeah. It was a bunch of people just popping. And I was like, uh, I think I want to be in Chicago. I think I, I. And then what solidified that was, I told this story before, but uh, I had. Um, I saw Lupe on a plane, um, well, in the airport. Uh, I was going to go to Boston to audition for Berkeley. Um, wow. uh, and I saw him And uh, I think my dad Walked up to him And was like Hey Mr. Fiasco My son's a big fan Mr. I was, Fiasco Yeah it was hilarious He's <laughs> like Mr. Fiasco My son's a huge fan Like um, he wants your autograph He's like over there And I was like Hunched behind Like a laptop Illegally downloading Some shit off a of line wire <laughs> Like it was just crazy And so uh, Like I got up I walked over there And um, he was like So uh, I was like Yeah can I get your autograph He was like Nah but uh, you could talk to me for a second, and I could draw you this picture. And uh, oh shit, yeah. And so we just had like had a whole conversation, and he was like, "So you know, you, your dad said that you're going to go look at some schools." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "What's your choices?" I was like, "Berkeley or Columbia." He was like, "Well, I don't know anything about that school, but you should probably go to Chicago. It's dope." And so my decision was made prior to me even landing in Boston to go to this audition by um, Mr. Fiasco. By Mr. Fiasco. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's so kismet, though. Yeah, yeah. So you get in Chicago, um, you're developing here, and uh, bring us up to like them people. Them people, that happened almost the first day of college. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, my homie Sean Doe, uh, um, I met him in El Book, uh, and my homie Joey Mays. I, met, I came t- to Chicago from Philly with my friend Joey Mays, and then uh, I met um, El Boogie and... Um, Sean Doe mm-hmm. The first day In the cafeteria uh, And they Walked up to me And they was like Hey man You look like You do music And I was like You look like You do music Yeah, yeah. And then he was like uh, Well this guy makes beats You should uh, Pointing to uh, El Book And he was like You should uh, Come up to our room Later on And we could play Some stuff And I was like Dope let's do it And that literally Is how our friendship And this whole bond Started It was that simple That's what's great About college Is it's just like You know 
you can really find people that you end up actually really collaborating with Definitely. and like building something significant with. Definitely. I think that's the, probably the, the one thing I t- t- took away from school because it wasn't a diploma. It was definitely those relationships sure. and everything else. But yeah, it was beauty. I, 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 will, I will always cherish the relationships that I made while at Columbia because like, yeah. those are like literally the foundations of my musical career. You know, I, I, I teach at Columbia and I, I tell students this where I'm like, look, I know you think networking is this thing you only do at South by Southwest. It's, it's not true. It's you only do it you know, wherever, like right. Winter Music Con- like, And it's not. It's this thing you do in the classroom. Definitely. Like, you know, your peers are your network. Definitely. I mean, if it wasn't for that, um, these relationships, I honestly, I, I think I would have stayed in school. <laughs> it wasn't, it, it was primarily the fact that we had found everything <coughs> that we were looking for. And right. um, I think a professor told me, now he was like, you're not showing up for class. What's going on? And I was like, yo, I'm doing everything that I've ever wanted to do right now. And he was like, well, I think you should just go for it completely. And I was like, true. And he was like, are you going to school for yourself? And I was like, no, I'm actually doing this for my dad. He was like, yeah, you definitely shouldn't be here. And he was like, go for it. And I was like, all right. And I think I dropped out the next day. (laughs) (laughs) And see, it's like, I I definitely get that message. I don't know if I I would say that to somebody being an instructor where I'm like, you shouldn't be here. I wouldn't Um, say his name. (laughs) No, 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 no. But... But what's remarkable is that you've definitely had a couple of like people at integral points yeah. actually say the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Actually like not be like, forget your dream, you're like that's stupid. They're no. just like, hey, let's make this happen. Definitely. I think that's the blessing too. I think like if, you know, he was to, you know, of course my professor was like, Where where have you been? I right. Seen. And I was like, you know, I'm I'm doing studio sessions all the way into the end of the night. I'm like doing shows, I'm leaving the city, I'm doing this, this, that, and third. And um I think once he realized how serious I was about all of it, he was just like, Yo, you're in it. Go right. Do it. You know, and I was like, true. So So, you know, Looking at your record, looking at just some of the names you've worked with, and this is not a complete list, but it's like Mick Jenkins, G. Erbo, Joey Perp, Saba, King Louie, Ambilyrics, Tokyo, No Name, Knox Fortune. Yeah. Those are just a handful of names, and that yeah. is an impressive resume. Like, bring us Thank into you. how you began uh, cultivating relationships, how you began uh, positioning yourself as a collaborator for other talents like how did you start to kind of develop that well if it's uh if there's any credit that i could give uh, i would give it to um my homie michael anthony mm-hmm. uh he he was pretty much the big brother of the whole them people brand um, right he 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 taught us because we weren't from the city to be of service to um, all of the other individuals who came through. So that was from production, that was from engineering, that was for, from just conversations to uh, just being some a facility that people could come to and uh, make music out of. And um, I think from that, uh, real relationships spawned. Friendships. Right. Uh, you know, we were hanging together all day long uh, when, you know, uh, back from... Uh, Kamide Chuku's uh, first, Kami's first album, uh, Caleb James' first album oh, from 10 yeah. Day, yeah. Uh, all of Save Money. Um, uh, those early Save Money days. Yeah, like yeah. all of those things we were all making together. So um, to be in those same settings and to watch each other grow, um, the first and second and third thing that you're going to do is hit up all of these people when you're trying to make your record um, and say like, oh yeah, you have a sound that I'm looking for because... 
you know, that, that sound is kind of like um, inside my brand <clears throat> and music already. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think you're kind of answering this, but like, what do you think these other artists saw in you? Because again, that is an impressive roster of Thank talent you. that you have worked with. Uh-huh. And you're somebody who's making that happen. You know, um, like you're not represented by like this huge talent agency that's just right. like connecting you with Katy Perry. Right, you right, know? right. It's like you're developing those relationships. So why do you think people keep coming back to work with you? Um, honesty. I think that I offer a version of uh, you know a story um, that I'm only able to tell, and sometimes that story is able to fit in these other realms and other worlds, and it also brings out their thoughts as well. I think we all have similar stories. I think we all have similar struggles, um, and to be able to articulate it uh, differently from all of them, I think that uniqueness is uh, what I don't know. I, I hope that's the reason why people come back. Uh, I think it's just it's, it's also just fun, you know, just yeah. to make you know really dope stuff together. And then to look over your shoulder, you know, I, I think one of the best feelings in the world is to, like, go to a different place in the world and see someone from Chicago, like, you know, at a festival or something like that. Sure. Like, when are you going? Three o'clock. What time do you go? Five. Oh, man, this is so dope. Like, that feeling will never change. So I think I, as we keep on going up, I think we'll always keep on pulling each other up as well. It's a network. Definitely. And, you know, a couple of these names, like, <clears throat> like I know, like, Mick Jenkins and Ambie Lyrics, like... These are artists you work with repeatedly, right? Yes. Like you have an ongoing collaboration. Like what's Mix it my like? Brother. Uh, Ambie is, you know, family. Like these are mm-hmm. these are all family. Um, that it after a while, it's just like you know we've worked on so much together. Um, you know, I went on tour with Mick. I'm I, right. I constantly go on tour with Mick, uh, and sometimes it's just like I said, a moment of service. Sometimes I'm just singing background. Sometimes you know I'm opening. Um, but it's just more so of like you know it's family. It's fun like right. to go do it, and it's like, hey, I always always think of those moments in in, uh, in music history where you could look back and you were like, oh, uh, Stevie Wonder and Bilal and all of these people. <laughs> uh, one of the first concerts that I went to was uh, the College Dropout show, and I will never forget John Legend was on stage, and this is before anyone knew who John Legend was, and he was mm-hmm. on stage with Kanye, and I just kept on thinking like. Yo, this is so dope. And years from that now, John Legend is who he is. Kanye is who he is. And you can just look at that and be like, yo, that was an amazing moment. It was a moment, yeah. And so I, I try to uh, have that same feeling with like all of my friends as well. Like We're going to look back on this, and it's going to be like a Brooklyn Renaissance, Chicago Renaissance type of feeling. Uh, as, Michael, as my homie Mike calls it. Uh, a Chicago Renaissance moment of where we could look at this you know, colored HD picture of all of us as kids and be like, yo, this is so dope. Like, we did this all together, so. Well, and what's, what's going to be interesting to see in the future is that, like, just like you're talking about, and, and we both remember that moment, that college dropout. I was at the college dropout uh, release show at House of Blues. It's like, True. I remember what that was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, and for, for us, when we were younger, seeing Kanye come up and, and Lupe and all these artists back then, and now there's a bunch of 11-year-old kids Definitely. or 9-year-old kids who are seeing Chance and Vic and, and Saba and everybody yeah. on this list that we talked about, like, yeah. who eight years from now, yeah. they're going to be, like, talking to some other person on a podcast, <laughs> yeah. or maybe me, who knows. But they're going to be talking <laughs> to somebody on a podcast or something or a VR telepathy cast exactly. and being like, man, I remember coming up when Chance yeah. did Coloring World, you yeah, know, yeah, like... Yeah. That's this moment for them. Definitely. Yeah. I think sometimes you have to look outside of... Uh Uh-oh. We lost just a moment there. (laughs) 
but we're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, I think I think it's important to to not look at all of these things like it's just right now, and right, and try to look at it from you know the the grand scheme of things of like uh, what we're offering, uh, what this is all going to look like in the future, um, the the legacy that you leave behind later on, like. At the end of the day, like I'm, I'm not living for myself. I'm living f- for everyone else who uh, doesn't have the chance or the opportunity to tell their stories in front of people. So, um, as long as I can keep on doing that, and as long as I keep knowing that that's what I'm doing, then I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. So something I read that is on the horizon for you is the "Don't Let It Go to Your Head" yeah. EP, and that's the follow up to the to the full length from 2016 Summer yes. Camp, right? Mm-hmm. It's not out yet, though. It's not. It's not. Um, it's a. It's a project that I'm doing with a selection producer, Depi. Uh, he's based in Montreal, um, and we're uh, finishing it up as we speak. It's actually. It's very close to being done. Um, we're just in the mixing phase right now. So, yeah. is there any like release date? Anything you can say about like kind of plans for that? I know it's a little early. Uh, yeah, there is not. I. <laughs> I, I want to say very soon. I want to say very very soon. Um, I'm really. I, if if it was up to me, I would drop it tomorrow. But I'm I'm impulsive like that, so I I I, I want to put all the marketing and everything else behind it that it needs, you know, to make it make sure that it does what it what we all hope and want it to do. So um, we're just taking our time a little bit with it. So. You got to you got to get the rollout right. You got to yeah. get the everything. It's not musicians want to just put out the music. Oh, definitely. But it's like you have to make sure that you're like crafting the entire experience properly. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you just went on tour in November, right? Yes, I was on tour with the Bay. Uh, this, they're great. They're freaking amazing. That was that tour was so much fun. Uh, we did a whole American tour. It was so funny. We were in a a Jeep Wrangler that entire tour, following a a giant uh, tour bus. Um, <laughs> so it just kind of felt it, f- it felt crazy. That was the first time that I actually like drove while on tour as well. And so I was like driving and TMing a little bit as well, and uh, we would literally just hop out the hop out the uh, the jeep and just go into the venue, and they'd be like, "Hey, did you drive?" Hit the stage. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I did. So like, yeah, it was fun though. Uh, what? Wh- how, where were you guys going? Like, how? It was a was full tour? North American tour. So That's insane. Yeah, so we went from Miami all the way up the East Coast, uh, Canada, came back down. Midwest moved back up, uh, did another Canada date, came back down the West Coast. So this yeah. was not like three dates, no, like this Ann Arbor, this Milwaukee. Was, this was a month. This was a month. Yeah. yeah, and so it was a month of just like driving and performing. I, I mean, I love tour. Tour is like some of my f- the, my favorite part about being a musician. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I think know. it's something that yeah. musicians just absolutely love. I love know? tour. I love tour to death. I think. Uh, I think the renditions that we do live are all hit hit home a little bit more than um, even the recorded versions. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because the energy is just different when you have people in the room. Definitely. And are you feeling like, are you seeing a lot of people aware of you in other markets outside of Chicago and like finding that recognition? Yeah, that's actually, cr- that's the crazy part about it, to go to these places and, uh, you know, the yeah, Bay is a huge you know this Cuban French group that are they're, they're amazing. They're huge. You know they're backed by Beyonce and stuff. So I I wouldn't expect little artist name. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I wouldn't expect to you know go and be in these places and people know who I was. But I would always ask that question um, while I was on stage and and uh, 
And I would be like, how many of you guys have never heard of me? And the crowd would go wild. And then I would be like, how many of you guys have heard of me? And then they'd be like, and I'm like, oh, it's not. It's, 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 it's a nice little group in here, like you know. So that's legitimate, though. Exactly, it was beautiful. I, I think that's always the craziest part. As as an artist, you always look for validation. You you look that look for people outside of like your fringe groups and your family to hopefully they listen to your music as well. So. Well, and I think what's nice too in the age of blogs is that like. When music gets posted, like when I see, you know, when I see like a post on like Fake Shore or something like that, it's like right. they mention who the producer is. You know? It's like Saba featuring or produced by, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of people who have been seeing your name yeah. um, because like, you know, A, from your own music and B, because they're seeing the artist that they follow and your name is repeatedly coming up after them. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's so dope. I, I think I'm, I'm just blessed. I, I can't even... Hold it at, to just when you go down the list, it seems crazier than it actually does to me. Because then after that, I was like, oh wow. But well, uh, once you actually like frame it, where it's like, like, oh yeah, I did yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, to me, it's just like uh, you know, I hope to add something to you know these records that uh, you know completes them. I try to you know speak to the song and not you know overdo anything. Uh, yeah. And um, and sometimes it comes out really dope. <laughs> and sometimes it comes out really dope. Yeah. Uh, what's on deck for you in 2018? Like, I know you got the new EP in the works. Like, yeah. what else is on deck for you this year? Uh, touring. Um, I want to do a short film this year. Uh, I I want to uh, headline my first uh, a show in Chicago. I've never done that. Um, I've played the Metro like four times. I've but I've never. You just played. Yeah, yesterday, right? Yeah, with the with, like the block party, uh, young Chicago authors vocal of yeah. event, right? Yeah, uh, Rick Wilson and uh, Tasha. Um, it was amazing. It was super, yeah. super dope. Um, but every single time that I walk in these venues, I'm like, I just want to headline now. Like, I just want to, I want to do one more show. Man. Yeah, so it's like I feel like getting up on stage at like a Shubas or Lincoln Hall. It's just like that's just got to be. You know, and the Metro is legendary. Yeah, the yeah. Metro is ground zero. It's amazing. It's an amazing venue. I love that venue. I love Lincoln Hall. Yeah. Um, so and she was as well. Yeah. So a lot of good places, man. Uh, really awesome things already accomplished, and I'm no doubt ahead of you as well, man. Uh, the mind, like, I'm really glad we got to do this. So I always I. say this, and I always mean it. Like, the mic is on as you have new things, especially since you're like around the corner. Yeah. yeah. Like, as you have new things happening, like, come back on the podcast. Tell us more about the men, because I'm really glad we got to start the conversation tonight. Like I said, it feels like it's overdue. We'll do, we'll do. I'll definitely. You're a neighbor now. I mean, you are my neighbor, so yeah. I'll literally just knock on your door. Yep, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I will do uh, right on the mind, doing really great things uh, solo with all your favorite artists and just taking over in 2018, man. Thanks for coming up. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, dynasty descend.